Finally, I just want to highlight the like the hottest paddles of the summer. My reviews and videos are just going nuts. What's up, everyone? We're here for episode two. I did episode one solo. It was really hard just to talk to myself in the camera. I had no script. I I was repeating myself a lot, and it wasn't wasn't my best performance. And so. I went and found me a co-host. I got downtown Logan Brown here. Logan owns a newsletter and has been managing a podcast of his own called the Sunday Deacon Club. Go uh, go follow him, sign up for his newsletter. He's super consistent on top of all things pickleball news. Uh, it was why I'm bringing him in here as a co-host. So I uh, actually did a podcast where I, uh, what do you call it? Like I was a guest on your podcast a little bit ago. That's yeah. kind of where we met and started chatting. And it was a great experience. I love what you're doing. And I'm really excited to have you uh, co-hosting with me. You're going to be on here regularly with me. And uh, just have someone to talk to you and make these, uh, make these a lot more interesting. I don't know anybody else who's on top of news better than you are. So downtown Logan Brown. I don't know why. Do you, is downtown, is that a, did you just call yourself that? Did somebody else label you this? Like what, do you shoot threes? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Great, great question. No, it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll spare everyone the long story. But I used to work for a brand that actually is getting into pickleball pretty uh, regularly now. Chubby's Shorts. This was back in 2015, and I was a part of the customer service team for a while. And everyone on the customer service team had a nickname. And there's a player from the 80s or 70s. Um, I'm gonna botch the name. Downtown something Brown, not Logan. And yeah, he used to just like pull up, shoot threes and just bomb it. And so when I was on the customer service team, they just decided arbitrarily, I am downtown Logan Brown. And it, it kind of stuck with me. Well, obviously you bit. loved it. Like you're sticking with it post chubbies. I'm sticking with it. I don't know, I like it. If you got a better name, bring it no, on. It's great. It flows nice. I don't I don't have a nickname. They just they just call me Brayden. It's boring. The Dink Master. Ah. The pickle paddle tester. We'll, we'll work on this. We'll work on this. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, thanks for having me on. This is great. The uh, so you work for Chubby's. I have to talk about like, was there a dress code? Like, did you have to wear Chubby's to work every day? So no, but in the early days, like everyone was really, really gung ho about the company and the mission. And back then, like the marketing was so much about like we hate pants and <laughs> wear was... shorts and. So back that was your guys' mission? We hate pants, let's wear shorts? I think it was like obliterate pants. Like it was something uh, It was something absurd. <laughs> Sounds like about something like do, literally yeah. ridding fun. the world of pants. Yeah. Yeah, rid the world of pants. Yeah, get them on here as a sponsor, dude. Let's wear chubbies. I love, I love chubbies. That would be fantastic. I still talked to uh, one of the founders on Instagram when he saw that I was doing Sunday Dinking Club. He messaged me because he, um, he's one of the only founders left that still worked for the company because they... They merged with another one and went public, uh, but he's a really great guy. And he's been the one, I don't know if you noticed, but some of the pickleball influencers on the internet were a part of their photo shoot they did recently. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. And do you know the hype guys? Yeah. Have you seen them on TV? So now they're rocking Chubby's gear all weekend. Dude, uh, I don't know who's paying for the hype guys, but I feel like they're at every tournament. Like is, is I think PPA, PPA is, is they're flying, flying them out. around. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. We're, we're in the wrong business. That's, that, sounds, that sounds more fun. Well, I doubt that they're, I doubt it's a super lucrative business, but I think they just got out of college. So, you know, for the cool, like uh, per diem and free flight, I'm sure it's great for them. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they 
Well, cool, man. So looking at the agenda today, we're going to obviously MLP draft happen this week. We got some thoughts on that. And then we're going to jump into some, some paddle information. We're on, I want to talk about what the most popular paddles of the summer are and why I think they're the most popular. Uh, I have some stats and some stuff I'm going to show in there. We've got some, some different news we're going to jump into. And then we have some other paddle uh, topics we're, we're going to dive into around just what's going around with uh, some new paddles and, and some potential... Uh, some, what do you call it? Uh, when one company buys another, some mergers, acquisitions, merger acquisition stuff going on. Yeah, those <laughs> those bi- those business words. So yeah, dude, starting with MLP, tell us, uh, you know, just kind of give us the overview of why there's another draft. Season one ended, season two ended, and we'll jump into there. Yeah, this is great. So definitely follow on Twitter. Um, there's there's a lot of good stuff going on there, and it's my like good conversation to have. So I ended up chatting with like. Johnny Pickleball and Zook, who are, are pretty big names on Twitter when it comes to pickleball, they're covering it well. And Brooks, who is the maybe like the president of, of MLP, has been really, really responsive there. So I was super confused about what's going on with MLP because we you're finished. Just, you're just tweeting everybody? Is yeah, just tweeting everybody. I got to figure out what's info? going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting in their ear like, hey, like, what's up with this? Because no one understands and your marketing's not telling us. They did a better job in the last last month of uh, of describing it. But, um, Essentially, what's going on is last December, we had our first draft. What happened there is that arbitrarily, teams got put into Premier or Challenger, right? But someone like James Blake owns a team. Travis Rettenmeyer owns uh, the Florida Smash. At that yep. point, it was arbitrarily decided that Florida Smash was Premier League, okay? Meaning they're like the top tier and they get the first round of picks. As, uh, presumably, they get the best players. However because it was arbitrarily decided in December, they decided to flip the switch now that we're halfway through the season. So any team that was in Premier is now Challenger. Any team that was Challenger is now Premier. The players get wiped clean, but the owners remain the same. So the idea is how good are these owners and GMs at managing you know, player acquisition, player retention, and like outcomes of their team, regardless of what league they're in. So we just had the redraft. What happens is top 48 picks go to Premier. The rest of the players that are available after those picks go to Challenger. Um, and so, yeah, that just happened on Wednesday. There was a uh, a pretty good – I mean, it was pretty fun, but it was still, like, super small scale. But the Dink guys like Zane and and um, and Thomas put together, like, a, a live stream. Yeah. And it was fun, but uh, yeah, a lot of people jumped on that. I felt like there was a lot more hype and interest in the draft this go around, which I think is great. Uh, yeah, I, I, I know I was I was following along and uh, was was very interested to see how things things went. But my kind of initial you know, take or, or thought was this round is that like the teams they did better drafting. There's a lot more parity. I don't feel like there's a oh, team yeah. that really stands out. Um, they knew what they were doing this time. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they some kind of, of them actually hired it. GMs like that. Uh, Look him up on Twitter. It's Johnny Five or Johnny O Pickleball something. I, I'm pretty sure. So this guy gets all over Twitter and really follows the game. I'm pretty sure he was hired by DC Pickleball to uh, the Washington DC team to help them draft. Nice. So I think that they're like really investing yeah, I mean, a little if bit everyone, more. If everyone doesn't have a GM, like they're going to, they need to. Yeah. Like it, it makes yeah. sense, especially if the sport grows and gets more more legit that way. We'll we'll see more analysis and more, you know, kind of analysts that are helping with that kind of stuff 
Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think one of the things on our, our conversation was to talk about who's in and who's out and kind of where things flipped and flopped. And I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on it. Um, let's talk about who is new to Premier. So we have names like Christian Alshon, mm-hmm. Rachel Rohrbacher. Paris Todd is not new, just so everybody knows. that She's not new to MLP, but she was in the OG MLP and then was not in it last year or not in the first round and now entered her name into the draft. Yep. So she's back uh, and was picked up into Premier. Hunter Johnson, who also has a twin brother, Yates Johnson, uh, is Premier. Uh, Pablo Tellez, Connor Garnett, mm-hmm. and Tyra Black, who goes by Hurricane Tyra Black, all made Hurricane. it into Premier. Which is pretty, which is pretty cool. Um, so we have some new faces that'll be joining, and uh, that's exciting for those teams. Yeah, Paris Todd went top ten. Yeah, I mean Paris Todd went top ten, so that yeah. really shook things up. Uh, Paulo Tellez went round three, so he was drafted into the challenger. He was a big mover. Uh, Wasn't Fed pretty early? Fed, Fed was in the premiere last time. Oh, he, okay. He My wasn't. Uh, he wasn't new. That's my fault. Uh, but, but some also some people who are left out were uh, so Lucy Kovalova, Matt Wright, both didn't sign up, so that left two new spots in the Premier Division. Yep. Um, so yeah, the, the, those were the new ones. Uh, some of the people that got kicked out. Who was it? It was Tardio. I think got moved down. Yeah, Tardio moved out. Um, I, can't, I can't think of the others at the moment. But uh, I did write down some of the bigger movers. So it was really interesting. I mean, it's been six months from the original draft. And uh, we can see where people were drafted last time compared to this time. Mm. So when you look at some of the biggest uh, movers, Julian Arnold made a huge jump. He was picked seventh. Uh, So he was a top 10 guy. Dayescu was a big jump up. Dazon and Stackshrew both went a lot earlier than before. Uh, Some people who fell were Navratil, Kohler, Irvin, and Devilliers. Uh, Davilia is he he dropped a ton Kohler dropped a ton I think Kohler was the last pick and so uh, a lot of a lot of changes things went very differently this time but like I said before I do feel like there's a lot of parity this time but like the Seattle Pioneers everyone kind of felt like they were stacked last season and they uh, they proved it you know they won two two events and had a had, had a good shot at winning the super final so Ben Ben was picked up first this time. He was he's now paired with Jesse Irvin, Lacey Schneeman, and Eric Lang. Yeah, uh, which doesn't feel as strong as what he had before. But with Ben, like you pair him with a, a decent you know partner, both mixed and men's. He's he's going to win the majority of his games. Like he can take up that much court and just manage the game that well. So you got to think that Ben's going to win two yeah. out of the most part and it's just a question of whether or not Irvin and Schneeman or Lang and Schneeman can, can pull out a game and I'm sure they will eventually but I imagine they see a lot more dream breakers this time than they did in the the previous season it's interesting uh, take I mean Lacey Lacey was pretty um pretty successful with the New York Hustlers <laughs> last year yeah she was paired with Bright yeah they, they did well I don't know I, she, she's in, like she, she just has moments of brilliance but yeah, and she went pretty high in the draft, so I'm really curious high. if that pays off, too. Um, yeah, the others, too, like, so Thomas Wilson was a pretty big name coming out of the final. Like, he won the super final, right, on Julian Arnold's team. And that was a big name I was expecting to move up the draft order list. And 
I think we're going to talk about it in a minute, but like Sam Query does, doesn't even make it at all. Oh yeah. And the at Challenger. All. <laughs> at all. Like we have, I was so surprised by that because I was honestly thinking that he was going, like I was bullish on the idea maybe that he would make it into premier, but I for sure thought he would be on a challenger but level team. You were, you were thinking, you were thinking maybe premier, for the you marketing the, side of it, you were the only one. You were the only one. Thinking I was probably that. the only one. Yeah, you're right. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put my stamp on this that I think Sam Query brings a lot of buzz, and I think I think um, that it's less about performance sometimes. How, and more how do you about... feel? How do you feel about his commercials? Like, do they bring buzz? Like, they're they're pretty cringy. Oh, his commercials I, suck, I, but that's I not feel his like fault. It hurts more than helps. <laughs> Is it? I think. I mean, I, hopefully we get Hayden Patrick on here, but. I, I don't know why anybody's playing for Franklin when they're not making any moves in the paddle scene and improving at all. And I just, yeah, lame is what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Franklin's doing. They they, uh, they really bossed that last paddle. Like, they got a lot of negative reviews. But, but doesn't that JW, tell you, like, how good these reviews are? JW still plays with it. Georgia still and plays Hayden with it. Too. Hayden, does he play with the new one, or has he still got the OG Franklin? I don't know. You have to tell me if it matters. I think but, he has the OG Franklin, which is you know a little more a little popular. He needs it. He's yeah. small. And then uh so so some big snubs. I think let me start with this. Not snubbed completely, but Jill Braverman was the MVP of challenger level. Yeah. And didn't make it up to premiere, which is interesting. Yeah, um, like like Rachel, I don't know how do you say her last name? Rohrbacher. Yeah. I honestly don't know too much about her. Like no, is she better either. than than Braverman? I think it all has to do with that point. Like whoever the first pick of these teams are, I think that they're they're on the phone with them immediately, talking and about who they want to play partners. with. Yeah, it's all about and like they said uh, like Ben. They say Ben is super involved in picking players or partners. Yeah, I wonder if that's the case. Like, so there could be some some bias there, like with friendships and things like that. Yeah, or and just like who they think they can play well with and who they want to jive with, because if they're not doing well off the court either. That's that's just not going to be a good you know blend, but yeah yeah it makes a difference. I saw some like, it, I mean even even Connor Pardo who's the founder, I don't know what his role is now but he was the founder of PPA. They sold out. They hired a new CEO, but Connor Pardo was like, on Twitter pretty upset about the Callan Dawson not getting picked. Oh really? And and Callan like I saw him play. He plays with Deckel a lot. Did he but, play Challenger last time? I don't even remember. I want to say yes, but now you're now you're making me second guess myself. I want to say well, yes. But... I mean, if they were upset, then it, he probably was. I mean, I no, just think no, he's no, a no one really good enough player for challenger, challenger for sure. I, like I watch a lot of pickleball. I'm like I don't even know. I don't I don't even follow challenger that much. No, I, and it's hard to like keep up with because they're only they're playing it like if you watch an MLP weekend, they're playing those matches before premiere. So it becomes a little difficult to keep up with what's going on there. And like some of your favorite, you know, quote unquote, favorite players are in premiere. So I'm not sure any folks are keeping up, but Deckel Barr, who I, I'm almost positive went premiere, yeah, he's his partner premier. in the PPA. So it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And then Susanna Speaking Barr didn't Qu make it. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Talking snubs. Yeah. Susanna. So Susanna, she lives in Idaho here with me. Oh, nice. Uh, she, uh, I mean, she's been, performing really well like in app she's been meddling like every tournament uh she won the super final yeah that one was really surprising i thought someone would have picked her up seems like these teams are picking 
kind of younger, more maybe more upside. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm really confused by that one. Well, like you said, it's kind of like it's also this is the second try of things. And you and I were talking offline. They're like, there is a third try, we think, of this, where this isn't the permanent team for any of them. Like, they get to try this out. Maybe Susanna Barr comes out to be, like, a great player that some GM's like, why did I not pick her up? And they get a chance in December to pick her up again, right? So we're we're going to go through this season two, and then at the end of this, we'll know which teams are going to be premier, which are challenger, and that's going to be permanent until yep. they do like the relegation thing. So top two teams from Premier or top, the two bottom teams from Premier will get relegated and the two top uh, challenger teams will, will move up at the end of each season. So yep. we're thinking there's going to be another draft in December. Yep. And then I don't think there's going to be another, you know, draft like we've we've seen this week or in the past. I, from what I understand, that's kind of where it stops. Then you have more, you know, staple players sticking, more trading. I'm not exactly sure how that'll work in the future, but it sounds like it's going to be more stable. I, I think so too, but I'm excited for how it's going to like shake out because yeah. it'll be um, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be fun when when things kind of stabilize because then you can really get behind teams. Like with, with teams shuffling so much, it's not like oh I'm a Seattle Pioneers fan or something. So once the, once teams get established, players get established, then it's like okay, I'm going to go buy gear for the team I I cheer on or whatever. So that, that'll change things a lot from like a fan's perspective. It'll be a lot easier to follow, not as much uh, transitioning. But yeah, so that that's MLP stuff. Uh, PPA Denver uh, is this weekend. You can watch the finals uh, Sunday. And then PPA Seattle is next week. Uh, so those are kind of the two upcoming tournaments. Uh, any other thoughts on those before we kind of go to the next topic? No, I mean, you know, Denver is kind of interesting because it seems like some of the players like let's let's use like uh tyson for example mcguffin's out um i don't think there's a riley no matt no um james ignatowich but i think everyone is planning on being full steam ahead in seattle so there's still like ben johns annalee waters leah jansen leah jansen lost today in singles um but like I'm, I'm looking at the singles bracket now for like the finals ben's already in it and then whereas we're talking now uh, Juan Martinez Vic, who's the guy who came out of nowhere in Texas, is yeah. playing Christian Alshon. In he's the, he's been uh, he's been solid since then. Like we've seen breakouts like Colin Schick, who did really good one tournament and then just kind of disappeared. But uh, this guy's he seems like the real deal. He beat Stagshire today. He beat he's he's got some game. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens there. And he uh, he got drafted into challenger level as well. So he'll be playing more oh, pickleball. I didn't see that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see more of him. Very fun. Well, cool, man. Uh, so I, I want to jump into some some paddle discussions. Uh, mainly, I just want to highlight the like the hottest paddles of the summer. So let's do uh, it. Based on my website, so I have a ton of reviews on the website, right? And I can see the traffic hitting uh, each of my pages, and most of my traffic is heavily uh, comes from Google searches. So mm. when when I rank my reviews, like the number of views I get. It gives me a good idea of like what's popular, what people are searching and buying. And my six zero reviews and videos are just going nuts. So six zero is is easily like the paddle of the summer. People just can't seem to get enough of it. You can't you can't even buy it anywhere. So but when I was selling paddles before, I had an early relationship with six zero and uh, I placed a huge order of like five hundred paddles and I never got them. 
like it was three oh, no. months it was three months later after the order and i got like some dbd 14s but none of the pedals that like everyone wanted like the powers the, the 16s and so they're just like crazy hard to get people people are obsessed with it so that uh that's uh, probably the most popular paddle right now uh, and for good reason i know chris at pickball studio that's his go-to it was my go-to for a bit i'm not really sure what my my mainstay is right now but i've been playing a lot with the the prism flash from vatic pro i did uh, my last two yeah, tournaments yeah. with that paddle and so but they, there's some some commonalities with the, these two brands and paddles that are uh, very similar yeah, show them off because i want to know like so I don't, I've never played with either of them, the Prism Flash or yeah. the 6.0, but I want to know, like, there's the Black Diamond and Double Black Diamond. I don't know right. the difference. And then two, why why are they having so much trouble with, uh, I know they're based out of Australia, but are they manufacturing there and that's what's causing the slowdown? No, they're they're manufactured out of China, uh, but it's just sheer volume. Like, he just can't keep up with the volume of orders, and that's why okay. I never got my, my order from my store, but... Um, yeah, so this is the double black. This is their carbon fiber uh, thermoformed version. And then they have the, the black diamond, which is fiberglass, but same shape. Mm. And then on the Vatic Pro side, this is like super, this is their Flash 16, very similar to the, the double black, uh, just uh, some small variation in how they play. And then Vatic Pro just released this one, which I'm really big on. This is the one I've been playing with recently uh one super cool thing about it it's only 100 bucks really cheap you know if you use my discount discount code it drops it to 90 but it's essentially built the same way as the ben johns paddle except it's just a little bit shorter and uh, a lot lighter so you kind of get the all the benefits of the ben johns but in a lighter paddle okay uh, but these these two brands kind of pioneered or at least made popular this this hybrid shape so you have like three common shapes that uh on the market you have like elongated shapes you have hybrids which are these which is kind of like a new category that uh these two are, are leading the way in i guarantee we're going to start seeing a lot more hybrid shapes from every single brand moving forward um we're already seeing uh, bread and butter come out with one i think you play with the filth yeah, yeah. so th they got a hybrid shape coming out uh every everyone's going to start coming out with these hybrid shapes and i'm going to explain why why these hybrid shapes are so good here in a second please do and then uh and then you have like your standard shape, which is like 16 inches by by eight inches. So the hybrid is just in between the standard and elongated. And people will go for the elongated shapes for the extra reach. But the the downside there is uh, they just feel heavier. They're just naturally more head heavy. And then with the standard shapes, the sweet spot moves down on the face. It's in the middle, has a generally more forgiving experience, uh, but you lose the reach, you lose a little power and uh, and then then these hybrids are introduced so i'm going to share my screen so let's do some stats baby Come and on. i'm going to show you some stats behind why i think these these are so good so i i've recently started keeping track of a bunch of different stats uh, from swing weight to twist weight balance point uh anyways it's all dumped into this spreadsheet i'll i'll put a link to the spreadsheet in the description I, i'm working on a way to make this information uh, easy to filter more available but uh, in this form it's it's easy to do some analysis uh, which is nice and so i put together these numbers i'll zoom in here these are some numbers comparing the shapes uh, and then what the swing weights and twist weights are for these shapes 
So looking at 16 millimeter paddles only, the average swing weight is 122. So you'll see a, a range between like 100 to 130 ish is kind of the range of swing weight numbers you'll see. Okay. So 120 plus is on the higher side. It's going to feel heavy. And the majority of elongated paddles have this higher swing weight. And a lot of people are very sensitive to weight. And so having that higher swing weight uh, can be a lot of issue, can cause issues for people and just make it feel heavier in general. Meaning like tennis elbow, or you just mean like they're just, just they're tennis elbow. To it's just slower. Uh, I, generally, what I tell people when it comes to swing weight, I'm like, what the right swing weight is for you. Um, I, I say play with the heaviest swing weight that you can manage because there's a lot of benefits to swing weight, like more carry through, uh, more power, just more stability. Um, higher swing weight is good if you can manage it, but if you can't, then it can be very cumbersome. It can hurt your elbow. Um, but a big downside of a higher swing weight is it's just you're slower at the net on with hand battles and counters and stuff. Hmm. But uh, for for a lot of players, getting this 120 range just can be too much. But they want the benefits of of a little extra reach, which is kind of where this hybrid comes in. So there's like this huge drop in swing weight of the average uh, from a hybrid to elongated. So the average elongated is 122. This drops seven points, which is very they're cutting noticeable. Because cutting off those edges? That's, that's the reason? It's just a tiny bit shorter. So elongated shapes are 16.5 inches and standard. So I kind of have the numbers here, or sorry, a hybrid is 16.25. So it's just like a quarter of an inch, but just knocking off that quarter of an inch does wonders for managing the swing weight and keeping it down. So you get like the best of both worlds here where you get a little extended reach, helps you cover more court, adds a little, you know, there's just a lot of benefits of having that extra reach, but you don't have that, that like heavy feel. It's not slowed down. Uh, like a traditionally elongated paddle is. And so this is this is big. And then when you look at the swing weight compared to the standard and hybrid, like there's they're not there's not as big of a difference between the standard and hybrid as there is between the hybrid and the elongated. Something about adding that extra quarter of an inch really bumps up the swing weight quite a bit. Uh, and then even more interestingly, like when we look at these balance points, so a balance point is like the distance of when or just like the what do you call it? like like if you're to set a paddle on a table and like scoot it off towards the edge and right when it starts to fall off the edge of the table is like where the balance point is okay so the the further the balance point is away from your hand the uh the more head heavy it is and that further away the sweet spot is from you so this hybrid uh, the balance point is very similar to the standard so it plays uh, which is why we're getting that uh, that lower swing weight. So like it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see these stats. And then when you look at the twist weight, so twist weight is a new measurement that I've been pulling in. And I think it's going to be more and more popular moving forward. This is a, a measurement I have on the main sheet that you can come explore uh, here. But the twist weight gives you an idea of like how forgiving a paddle is. Oh, okay. so like when a ball hits side of the paddle if it has a higher twist weight it's not going to turn as easily in your hands it's just it's more stable uh, which trend which which can be like an indication of how forgiving the paddle is so we also have increased uh, twist weight numbers for hybrid shapes so you have lower swing weight you have 
uh, more forgiveness, more stability, but you still get that little extra reach. Uh, so that's my thoughts on like why this hybrid shape is is so popular and why I think every brand is going to do it. Uh, the data here is just kind of shows the, the benefits of that hybrid shape. I personally love it. I really like the hybrid shape. And then it's even the same thing for the 14 millimeters. So it's just the, the skinnier versions. Uh, same trend where it's a you know big drop off in swing weight close together here for these two uh, and, you know, the improvement in twist weight numbers so it's it's kind of fun looking at the data and seeing why people are, are loving these these paddles because like honestly the construction of these like thermoforms isn't going to be that different from all the other stuff that's out there but people fell in love with this hybrid shape and uh, those are, those are the numbers that are that people are liking. And so these, uh, these are hot. I'm going to keep playing with the prism flash for now until something uh, changes my mind. It's just that I'm more of a control oriented plater and it's a control oriented paddle and it fits my play style, but uh, a lot of really good paddles out there. And, uh, but those two are, those two are the hottest. And uh, if you're interested in any of those, I do have discount codes and stuff. So I'll, I'll drop that stuff in the, in the description, but that's uh, those, those are the, those are the hot paddles right now. Go, you can go check out my reviews to, to learn more. What um, about, so can I ask like what you've played with both clearly. So is the double black diamond, like you've, maybe it's just more poppy, whatever, like, what are you feeling differently? Cause the Vatic Prism, the Vatic Prism flash is not thermoformed, right? That's just right. edge wall foam. So right. like, is there anything really that different these days between those two styles? Yeah, so thermoforms have kind of like a distinct stiffer feel pretty much across the board for every thermo. They all just have, that's kind of like what, uh, just a characteristic that kind of defines them. Other than say, like the Scorpius and Perseus at Yola, they kind of buck the trend. There's feel a little more traditional, a little softer than other thermos. Yeah. Um, while this prism has more of a classic plush kind of deep feel to it that I prefer, and I, I like that. And uh, so I, I can just control it a little better. I can just, I, I personally feel a little more connected to it. Um, but I, I like thermos. I can play well with those. I mean, I, I don't really know if it would change my game that drastically going between that and the, and the DVD 16, but yeah. it's just kind of a personal preference. And I, I just like that kind of, I just like that classic more plush feel and uh, will win points in a lot of variety of ways. I'm, I've never been a huge power hitter and, uh, I think I can beat people without without cranking it, so it it works for me. What's like the one thing? Because I know you and I both played carbon for a while. What's the one thing you're gaining off of the Vatic Prism technology with the foam edge versus the original carbon? Is it just yeah, dead spots, like lack of dead spots? Yeah, and it's just increased forgiveness. I I have the stats. I should probably, I could probably do an analysis and look at all the paddles that have the foam edge wall and look at the twist weights compared to. The Gen One, just like cold press, no, no, no uh, edge wall, no foam yeah, yeah. edge wall, no frills. Uh, I, I would, I would guess that the twist weight is higher uh, by a decent amount for everything with the foam edge versus yeah. those that that aren't. And you can feel it when you play. It's just a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more stable, and it's just. I mean, paddles will just keep getting just a little bit better every year. It usually, isn't anything drastic. It's just, just little improvements, and that was uh, that was a big one. I mean, we're seeing the foam. You, there, there shouldn't be a paddle moving forward that that doesn't have it. I think it's, I think it's here to stay. Nice. Okay. Cool. I'm excited to try it out. I never tried the foam foam edge. The, Unless the they're filth, already baked into the, filth, the, uh, the filth has it. There, yeah. 
I don't think there's a thermoform out there that doesn't have the foam edge other than maybe six zero no sapphire. But foam, right? Isn't that what the Vatic Prism is? Is not thermoform, but foam, right? Correct, correct. It's kind of yeah, like I in between. It's it's the it's the Ben Johns Hyperion. If you've ever hit that one, no, not really. It's that same no. similar feel. Anyways, really big on all those paddles. They're all fantastic. So much good stuff out right now. Like it's you can't really go wrong in a lot of cases. All right, so moving on from that, the uh, I'm gonna hand this one over to you on some some of the latest kind of chatter uh, of stuff that's going on in you know pickleball news wise. No, yeah, I mean like I. Um... So of course, pickleball noise is back in the news. I'm not sure if this is. I'm pretty just sure because... we talked about pickleball noise. Yeah, I think we did. I mean, I don't want to hammer it home chat. too much. Just let people know. Like, <laughs> New York Times wrote about it again. I would say that the only what I was mean, their what was their take on it this time? It's just taking another person's uh, like problem. Basically, like I think it's happening in more cities where the parks are very much more integrated with the uh, housing communities. So like my park locally, which is very close to my house, but maybe, I don't know how to explain it. Maybe not even a half mile. It's gotta be a quarter mile away. If I walk out of my door, I can hear people dinking. However, there are a bunch of trees in the way. So if there weren't trees, I could probably imagine this being much louder. And quarter mile, I think that's pretty far. Maybe it's closer than that. I don't know how to explain. It's it's like but I walk through the woods and I'm there. I don't know. You're, you're like, yeah, this could be this could be a problem. I, no, for problem. sure. I mean, I think like if you're like like one of the pictures they showed was this community, I think, in Washington, D.C., where like quite literally there's courts and then there's a street with two lanes and there's homes. And when you have 12 courts rolling, 24 people hitting pickleballs it's pretty loud. And if you don't, you don't really know what pickleball is or don't care about the sport, you're probably not that excited about hearing that all day long. And even into like nine, nine thirty in the summer when, before the sun goes down and some of these parks leave their lights on till 10. So, or 10 30. So anyway, there's not much here except for there are talks about different balls hitting the market. The MLP talked about making their own ball, but I really doubt it's about, decreasing noise is probably more yeah. of a business move. I don't think that would um, change much. And there's did, that guy did the, from Enhanced did the Pickleball. Article, did the article bring up the city pickle, like the courts, uh, like in the middle of, what's that big park they got there in New York? Oh, you mean, yeah, you mean like in uh, in Central Park? Yeah, Central Park. Like, is that causing issues? It's not, no, uh, no. I've not heard about Central Park I, I would think if noise. I'm like biking through Central Park and you can hear that, like that would probably be annoying, but they didn't bring I that think, up. I think I think it's just so loud in New York that people are just completely immune <laughs> to anything. They're just so like, everyone's got their headphones on, anyways. Oh, dude, yeah. I think it's just I don't know. They, they probably don't even know what they're hearing. It's just <laughs> whatever. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's insane. I was just there for New Year's, and it's just so loud and crazy that I can imagine living there, you'd just be completely immune to all of it. That's a good point. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's much more about these residential neighborhoods. So anyway, just bringing up that news for the group. I don't know. Leave your comment if you have an opinion on it. If you would want to play with the ball or, or want them to experiment, I'm sure like hopefully we'll have people listening that are that matter to this discussion, like the folks who are building balls and making balls, and maybe we'll see a change. Maybe we won't. I don't know. It's just topics right now. Um, the other piece of news that at the – I mean, this is fun stuff, but like Annalie Waters – Christian Alshon, I won't get too much gossip. News on the street is they're dating. Uh, they've been hanging out a lot lately, by the way. 
I saw on Instagram a post down in Florida at the new Diadem facility, which looks dope, by the way. Um, I'll include a link to it in the newsletter. We can put it below in the description. Um, Christian Alshon and Lee Waters, Annalie's mom, were in a picture together with the fan oh. there. And now, and then this week, Annalie Waters, Christian Alshon, Travis Rettenmeyer were all at the Marlins game. And there was a pickleball kind of like pop-up that happened. They put a, a court out outside of the stadium and then Anna Lee Waters like threw out the first pitch. But I just thought, again, Christian Alshon. Did, did you see uh, did you see hanging out of it? Like, does she got an arm? Can she throw oh, it? Oh, dude, dude, throwing like fire. It was great. She did, I yeah. mean, Th there's been a few other players. I know McGuffin did that once. I think Newman did it once. Uh, and um, like... and uh, what's his name? The guy from Canada. Uh, he played oh, uh, with Travis Redmeyer in the Charlotte PPA. Deacon. 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 He threw out the Deacon. first pitch in Toronto. Man, anybody can just do this, I guess. I want to throw well, a pitch. I think they're getting the snub. Here's my little my little fun fact to throw at you. There's a – and I'm sorry. I watched the NBA, but this guy, I don't know him that well. Maybe he was an MLB – no, yeah. It, NBA, and – there was a funny meme on this is a online. Rough start, dude. You don't even know what sport it is. I know, I know. It was it was NBA because <laughs> they were making a joke about how big this guy's hand was. His whole hand wrapped over the ball. He could almost touch fingers <laughs> like holding the ball, and they let him throw from the actual rubber, like the actual rubber piece on the mound. Oh, they normally are like at the bottom of the mound. I'm just saying, this guy's an NBA player. He gets to throw from the rubber. Tyson, Anna Lee. Deacon, I'll have to throw from like the base of it. And I'm like, why can't they so, get a real pitch in here? That's if you're throwing from the base, they, they don't, they don't really think you're an athlete. They don't, they, uh, they might be throwing. Are, throwing are, are, they like, are they low key? Just saying we're, we're not athletes. Cause we play pickleball. I didn't say it. I'm just throwing out facts, go online <laughs> and check it out. He gets to throw from the rubber. Why can't Anna Lee? But the mascot, they didn't even have a, a, a player, a real catcher out there to catch her ball. They brought the mascot out. She like brings the heat. The mascot can't handle it. Balls flying, but she looked good doing it. So more power to her. They, they, they under, underestimated her. They really did. She, I don't think there was a, any practice. I think she's just an all around athlete. Like she, I know she played soccer. Was super competitive there before. I, she might still play. I don't know, but yeah, I don't think. I, I, I think, think, I think she, she's, she's gonna make a million dollars this year. I think she's I just think. got good genes. She could probably oh, yeah. do anything. Yeah, and I'm in South Carolina. Her mom played at USC, so University of South Carolina tennis so got athletes in the family yeah yeah that, that doesn't hurt no not at all what, what else we got going on out there all right so during the mlp draft there was something brought up that i think is kind of interesting so if you're not watching or listening to tyler Lung's podcast called king of the court pretty good stuff uh, i think Braden is not that not that excited about it but i i think jimmy's uh, about, hot takes oh just about their podcast? king of the court yeah, I think oh, you're just like dude, not impressed. Honestly, I'm not even a huge podcast guy in general. Like, me doing a podcast is very ironic because I don't really you listen, don't even to, listen to. Them. I don't even listen. You won't to even them. listen to this. You just doesn't matter. <laughs> no, dude. I, like that. This is why I brought you on, Logan. Like, you just take care of this stuff for me. Sure. Instead of watching The Bachelorette with my wife, I'm watching uh, YouTube clips and video podcasts in pickleball world. So I will be watching Bachelorette. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually into that show. So. There you go. See, there this we go. is why. That's the difference. That's the difference of us. The yin and the yang. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Tyler Lung has got I I'm sorry, Jimmy, if you're watching this, I don't know your last name, but I know that you're very, very much entrenched I think it's in Miller. scene. Jimmy Miller. Okay, there we go. Perfect. So Jimmy 
to date has been very open about spilling tea in the pickleball community. And so during this uh, live stream of the MLP draft, Thomas from the Dink and Zane Navratil brought Jimmy kind of on to kind of kick it with them. And Jimmy was saying some stuff on the side. I don't think he realized the mic was even going and he was just saying some things. Can I say that? Can I do that? And he threw out this, uh, he threw out this, this rumor, rumor, maybe it's real, that Pro XR was buying Paddletech. And we have the pickleball, pickleball paddle aficionado here in the flesh. I don't know if you know anything about this or have any opinions on the subject, but that was thrown out there. This is this is news to me, but I mean that's just that's just kind of one one dumpy brand buying another. Like ProXR's got their their Zane paddle. I'm Are you impressed sure, by that, by the way? Have you played with sure it? I'm pretty sure it's the only paddle that sells. Yeah, it's a good paddle. I mean, it's a little more like niche. Like it's not it's not gonna be good for most players, but it's got that crazy long handle, it's got good pop, good spin, and you know, if it's it's got you know a pretty tight sweet spot though. So majority of people can't play with it, but that one sells. Uh, all their pros use that one, and then but Paddletech, their their stuff is is very outdated. They keep saying they're coming out with a new one. They had a, a new paddle get approved a little bit ago, but they haven't launched a new paddle yet. You know, their their paddles are just they're not buying Paddletech for their paddles. They're buying Annalie. I would think they'd get her contract. I was going to ask you, what do you think they're paying Annalie to play yeah. with this because? Oh, she's what, got how good would expensive. she be with another paddle? She she's the one pro where I feel like a new paddle would make like a significant difference. Like her her paddle. And you really don't want that. She's already dominating. <laughs> she, yeah, I, I I would be very interested to put like a a, a modern you know thermo in her hands and oh. see what she does with it because she's incredible, man. But yeah, she, she's the one player where I'm like, man, yeah, a new player would, or a new paddle would make a huge difference. So yeah, that's got to be their play, right? Like they're buying Anna Lee. Um, because they're not they're not buying paddle techs, paddle tech. And I don't know much about her contract, but I somebody was telling me on the court the other day. I didn't realize this, but I think Ben Johns <laughs> signed a lifetime deal with you. Oh yeah, yeah. So I don't know if Annalie has the same thing where paddle tech Maybe, or ProXR could be buying her lifetime like thing out, and like she's could just be. part of the deal. I don't know. There's probably like some some distribution play, like. I think paddle techs are available in some like big box stores. Yeah, so, so they're automatically probably, just getting the. There's end probably there. like a distribution play because like it's not easy to get into Dicks and some of these, the places like that where like it really makes a difference if you can get in there. Yep. Uh, so I, I'd imagine there's those benefits, but other than that, like, yeah, I don't know why you'd buy them. Yeah, but that's I, well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let's see if it comes Honestly, out. Like ProXR, like they, I don't understand them. Like where I don't know where they make money. Like they have so many sponsors. I rarely see their paddles in the wild. Like I but don't recently, know. it seems who's, like it's been who's more buying right? their stuff. Do I you mean, know anyone who owns a, who owns one? No, no, no. I I do not personally have any friends with it. But I just recently, since they came out with the Zane paddle, I had Eric Roddy on the podcast on Is my the Sunday Drinking Club, and he plays it. Uh, Jack Is he sponsored Monroe, or does he actually like play with it? No, he's sponsored. Um, okay. But again, where do they get their money count. to sponsor that these players? Count. I don't know. Yeah, I'm right. Sure, like, no, only sponsored players play with their stuff. I think you're right. I but I, I Connor I Garnett today was playing with it too. And I mean, they have to have some sort of money to afford to give them all free I mean, paddles. They, they have, there's another side of their business. Like they sell like baseball bats. I, oh yeah, they, they their, are a bigger business. With their little knob they? thing. And so like, I think they have other revenue streams and... Obviously, they're they think there's this. a ton of potential here, and there's funding 
And so they're, they're sticking with it, man. They, they, they spend probably more marketing than anyone else. Well, maybe Except Selkirk. Except Selkirk. Okay. Take it back. But they're one of the higher spenders. Yes, and, they uh, are. But they got to just like, they got to have the lowest return. Like I do not see their paddles. I don't get it. <laughs> no, I, I don't, I don't personally see them on the court right now. Personally, I'm seeing the black diamonds just started showing up on people's doorsteps. So I'm seeing them pop up. Yep. Um, the Hyperion's definitely popping up with the some of like the better players in town. The, so the Perseus, you mean? Oh yeah, what did the, I say? I'm sorry. You said Hyperion. Yeah, yeah. The, the new Yells are starting. Oh yeah, the to new Perseus. Really, yeah. So they're starting to find a lot of hands. Yeah, and I think I mean I played with that paddle and I, I liked it. Um, and then like one of my other buddies in town just kind of picked up a sponsorship from Selkirk. So in general, I see a lot of Selkirks like playing with that. Um, it's not the Paris Todd version, but you know what I mean? Like it's a, the SLK version. Yeah. The, the halo. Yeah. The halo. Yeah. I see, I see that one a good bit. Yeah, um, and then was... like the randos who are like brand new to pickleball, I still see them picking up. Um, I still do... see them picking up like some Selkirk, like lower end versions. Oh, like, yeah. Like their Costco bundle or whatever. Yeah, I just I, see them I out see, there. Like I see so. quite a bit of the Costco bundle paddles, but it might like a lot of companies are like very regional. So like Selkirk is is out of Idaho. I'm in Idaho, so like Selkirk is just oh, everywhere. Okay. Um, you know, depending on where you live, you know, you'll see a higher concentration of of different brands. Like I know Engage is like crazy popular in Florida, and yep. like they're out of Florida, so stuff like that. You know, it just kind of depends a little, like a lot of a lot of stuff's regional. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Braden. So this has been great. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's Sunday. All right. So I'm, I'm normally here from the Sunday Dinking Club, the PPA Championships. This is why we do the Sunday Dinking Club normally, because Sunday is for champions. So today, watch them on YouTube uh, from Denver, which is pretty cool. And then within four days, next week, Thursday, we're kicking off in Seattle, staying on the West Coast. I know like everyone's going to be back full force then. So pay attention to what's going on there. MLP is not back until September and APP is not back until August. So make sure you're getting your pickleball in, get out there and play. Braden, what can they do to uh, support pickleball effect? Yeah, man, we're, we're going to be consistent with this. We're going to start posting a new pod every Sunday, me and Logan. Uh, so be, uh, be looking out for that. Uh, and then of course I got reviews in the works. Uh, I'm going to start doing more instructional videos. So just more, more content coming your guys' way. If you haven't watched my first episode, I kind of explained how I'm transitioning from uh, being like a retail website to just going full content. And uh, so we're really excited about the future. Excited to, to we'll, be, we'll be talking lots, Logan. We're, we're going we're gonna to do, do it. it every week and uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully bringing on some guests too, maybe. So if you're yeah, out yeah. there in the pickleball sphere, um, hit us up. And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next Sunday. Mm -hmm.